Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Well, we are up to episode three in the patron-exclusive Untold Underground show. If you want access, just click the link in the show notes and head over to Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you not only gain access to the bonus show, but you support the work that we're doing here. But enough of that. It's Christmas after all. So consider this episode our gift to you. And be sure to stay until the end of the show for another exciting announcement. Our Christmas story was written by Tim Norman and Nathan James Norman. Together, the Brothers Norman. Tim Norman is a husband and a father and an engineer. One of the companies he worked for did contract work for NASA. Pretty cool stuff. His current engineer work is so important, his company sent him to the moon. That's right. I meant to say France. But France and the moon are basically the same place, filled with cheese and baguettes and French people. Uh, come to think of it, I may be confusing the moon with Paris. But Tim, the engineer Tim, is almost mythological in his current work. Whenever my kids see him, he is always bearing gifts in boxes or sometimes just a big sack. But he isn't carrying toys. No, something better. Nutrition. That's right, he engineers applesauce packs. He's literally feeding the world. And I want to start spreading his legend right here on the show. I have all the elements, the origin story, the powers. Did I mention he carries heavy things? I'm just missing a good name. Santa applesauce. Applesauce claws. Santa sauce. Yes, Santa sauce is coming to town, kids, and hopefully he soon expands from sauce to meat rubs for the best in savory meals. And Nathan James Norman? Well, he's mom's favorite. So without further ado, The Untold Podcast presents Cold Moon Christmas by the Brothers Norman. Kingsley, Michigan, 2015. I don't know! I don't know! The elf screamed. He tried to kick, but his feet were tied to an old wood table. He tried to punch, but his arms were restrained by a man. No, not a man. A half-man, half-wolf, with deep gray fur. A creature with only a hint of humanity illuminated by dim candlelight. It's December 23rd, a second red-furred creature growled. You are his scout. Just to assess the threat of your kind in the region. I don't know his schedule. I'm not even supposed to check in until after Christmas. The elf tried to hold back a whimper. As an advanced scout for the timeless saint, he had received interrogation training, but the stakes in training only involved a letter grade. The red wolf lifted his finger. He pushed his sharp claw into the elf's side, slowly. Tell us when he will deliver on South Bronson Avenue. Oh, why are you doing this? Blood soaked into the dark greens and reds of the elf's uniform. The red-furred werewolf growled removed his claw, and walked across the tiny dilapidated logging shack. In the corner, a hand-crank record player sat collecting dust. The werewolf cranked the handle and placed the needle on the record. 
Without another word, the wolfman slashed his claws across the elf's torso. Are you enjoying the song? What? No, no, of course not! The elf cried. The wolf dug into the elf's side. Later, when this is all over, will you be able to enjoy this song? The wolf slashed at the elf again. No! <laughs> no! You've turned something beautiful into a nightmare! <laughs> Turn it off. It's worse with it on. The red wolf smiled. His canine teeth jutted out. So now you understand us. The door to the cabin opened, and the candlelight flickered. Another werewolf with dark brown hair stepped in. Greyforest, Redheart, have you extracted the information yet? Both wolves looked to the ground. Then let him go. Give us more time, Alpha. Greyforest stopped himself mid-sentence and released the elf's arms. Redheart untied his feet. It took the elf some effort to get to his feet, but once he did, it happened with a bit of a jump and a hint of a skip. Alpha stood over the elf, blocking the door. He crouched down to the elf's level. Tell me, Magic One, what is your name? The elf hesitated. J Jerome. Alpha smiled. Tell me, Jerome, would you like me to send you home? Uh, of course. It is within my power to do so, but my associates... Alpha pointed to the other wolfmen. Will not allow me to do so, unless you tell me. The elf said, What will you do if I tell you? Alpha stood up and laughed. <laughs> Your concern for him is admirable, Jerome. But what can we possibly do to him? He is multi-elemental. He possesses the ability to reshape time to the point of breaking. He can create trans-dimensional boxes and bags. An army of your kind stand by his side, and the very creator himself guides his way. <laughs> no, my friend Jerome, even on a full moon, at the height of our strength, we are nothing compared to his power. Will you let me go? Of course. The body of Jerome floated down the Manistee River as the pack converged in the shadows of Bronson Park. True to his word, Alpha released the elf down the logging paths long forgotten by the mortals but remembered by all but the youngest of the pack. Lumber work had been an ideal profession for the wolves when in human form, sporadic work, and optional attendance. Ever since the logging industry shut down, where folk struggled to find work as aggressive, dangerous, and violent. Now, it was Christmas Eve. A full moon Christmas. 
their power had not been this great in 38 years on this night. The entire pack was in werewolf form. Not that they could take human or lupin form if they wanted to, with a moon like this. When he comes down South Bronson, you six strangle the reindeer, the Alpha said. The rest of us will go after the sleigh. If you get separated, regroup at the woods behind Voice and Clark. The leader pointed to the northeast. Anyone on the saint, be sure to direct him there. The creatures moved into the shadows of the sand-filled park, the alcove of the library, and the roof of the post office. A few moments later, at 3.23 a.m., a faint jingle in the distance perked their ears. And then, all at once, with a rush of wind, the right jolly old Nicholas appeared in his sleigh, pulled by eight reindeer. As the sleigh descended on the old Miller house across the street, the pack of nine leapt from their hiding places and across the road. The reindeer reared away from the creatures, but not soon enough. Alpha and two others managed to grab onto the sides of the golden red sleigh. The others landed on the reindeer, or grabbed hold of the harnesses. Donner bellowed, followed by the screams of Blitzen and the others. But then a harsh sizzle filled the night air, and cries from the werewolves joined the grunts of the reindeer. The bells are silver! Redheart cried out as he released his grip on the harness and fell to the earth. Four others fell with him, but Old Grey Forest sunk his teeth into Cupid. The entire sleigh bucked and flew high. In a quick flash, Grey Forest fell off the reindeer and back to the ground. On the sleigh itself, the wolves climbed over the rail, but they had been right to fear Santa. With a single punch, one of the wolves was knocked off the side. Santa swung his left fist into the gut of Alpha's final companion. The werewolf caught the punch, but the force of it still thrust him away from the sled. Alpha stumbled into the sleigh. Santa scowled at him, reached into his toy sack, and produced a dog bone. He tossed it at Alpha. It gave a little squeak as it bounced off his head and down to the town below. Alpha howled. Santa laughed. <laughs> Everyone complains about my list. This ends tonight, Alpha growled. Santa continued. I still gave you a toy even though you're on the naughty list. The sleigh had steadied itself, so Alpha looked wildly around. Santa stood at the rear of the sleigh, near the toy bag, smiling. The wolf was between Santa and the reindeer. The gang line connecting the deer to the sleigh glistened in the moonlight. Like the bells, it too was made of silver. I said, this ends tonight. Alpha tore at the gang line with his claws. The silver burned his flesh. When the pain became too much, he began biting it with his jaw. Finally, the line snapped. The reindeer pulled away, and Santa's sled fell out of the sky. Ow.
Alpha awoke in the woods. No neighbors or homes in sight. He spotted the sleigh off in the distance. It had landed more or less upright. A small fire flickered near him. It burned between him and Santa Claus. What's your name? Santa asked when he saw the eyes of the werewolf open. Alpha looked around again as he began to stand. There's no one else, Santa said. No elves, or reindeers, or wolves. Just you and me. Alpha crouched and prepared to lunge. Santa laughed. <laughs> You're welcome to try, but you know you can't take me on your own. That's why you brought your pack along. The werewolf did not move. Santa said, Come, sit by the fire. You have nothing to fear from me. Cold and sore, the wolfman stood upright. Then, inch by inch, shuffled step by shuffled step, he moved his sore body near the fire. Come, sit, Santa gestured to the log opposite him on the other side of the fire. After he finally sat, Santa said, There now, what's your name? The werewolf stared at him. Alpha. Ah, the leader of the pack then. The wolf said nothing. I know why you do it, you know. Through the flames, Alpha said, Do what? Attack me. Attack my friends. <laughs> really, attack Christmas. Attack anything good and beautiful in the world. Alpha said, I hate you. Yes, that's it. Santa poked the fire with a stick. You hate. Your heart is filled with nothing but rage. Whenever and wherever you encounter real joy, and worse yet, real peace, the rage in your heart grows, fueling your hatred because it knows you will never be at peace. So you try to destroy what you can never have. The fire snapped, and the winter wind picked up. Well, what do you think? Am I right? The wolfman at last looked down to the ground. It really is no different than a child destroying someone else's toy because he can't have it himself. Alpha said, I will always have the rage. It was more of a statement than a question, but there was a small amount of uncertainty in his sentence. Yes, you will. There is nothing you can do to calm the hellfire in your soul, Santa leaned in. But there is one, and only one, who can. <sighs> you? Alpha growled. Ho 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 ho, no, Santa laughed. As your friends discovered, I am not the Prince of Peace. These fists have gotten me into trouble ever since the year 325, and I'm sorry to say... They haven't stopped since. The one who can help you is the one in whom I represent. <laughs> Imperfectly, mind you. He is the one you have gone to war against. It is his holiday. A holiday we celebrate because he makes his enemies his friends, and more than that, his family. Nothing can stop the rage, Alpha said. Believe in him, Alpha. Trust him. He alone can change your heart. 
Mm, but, the wolf growled, I ruined Christmas, the saint laughed. <laughs> of course you haven't. Herod tried two centuries ago and failed. You've only damaged the metaphor. Nothing can ruin the day. It's already happened and will continue to happen until the day he returns. And probably after that, too. The most you've done is take away a few toys. But look, Santa stood to his feet and dusted the snow from his red trousers. If you want to make it up, my sleigh is here. You can pull me beyond these woods to the nearest homes. We won't deliver everything, but doing some good is better than doing no good at all. Right? The werewolf leader sat, looking at this jolly saint, his enemy, the one he had just attacked. <sighs> okay, Alpha said. Yes. Y yes to what? The werewolf stood. Yes to it all. Alpha trudged through the snow, and he grabbed the remaining harness straps to the sleigh. It burned. Santa was about to hop into the sled, but shouted, Oh, silver bells, I forgot. Uh, please forgive me, why don't we just... No. Alpha cut him off. Doing something. He picked up the silver cord. Is better than nothing. The werewolf grabbed the two cords, one in each hand. He turned away from the sled. Santa climbed on board. And as wind picked up and the northern Michigan snow grew, Santa's sleigh began moving through the woods with the sound of bells and the stifled howls of a werewolf. They had only stopped at one tiny home before they came to the woods behind Voice and Clark. Alpha stopped. He dropped the cords and grabbed at his smoking hands. I am so sorry, Santa said. Take as long as you need. Alpha smiled. No. I understand if that one home was all you had in you. Shut your fat mouth. Alpha interrupted, then began shouting at the woods. Gray Forest! Red Heart! Black Eagle! Come! We will take him together. Footsteps sounded in the forest, and Alpha turned to Santa. You're right. On my own, you're too powerful for me. Santa stepped out of the sleigh. But you cannot stand against the might of the pack. More footsteps in the woods. The might of all our rage. Santa took a step back. Nowhere to run, St. Nicholas. You're surrounded. Stopping in the snow, Santa Claus walked forward until he was within arm's reach of Alpha. I'm not afraid to die, Alpha. I've lived a good long life, and a better one is waiting for me on the other side. I know I am surrounded, and our time is short. 
So one last time, believe. You saw the possibilities of joy at that last house. The footsteps were almost on top of them. Believe. <laughs> See, you think my hatred is a problem. Alpha drew close, almost nose to nose. But I need my rage. It makes men like me strong and men like you weak. It is not a weakness. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Alpha growled. <laughs> because I'm surrounded. Around them emerged eight reindeer. Your pack is no more. They will never try to harm me again. Santa took a half step back. And neither will you. In a flash, St. Nicholas slammed his fist into Alpha's left eye socket, and the world went dark for the werewolf. When Alpha awoke, Christmas had come and passed, as it always did. The moon was waning. He felt weak, but only physically. The next full moon Christmas wouldn't happen for another 19 years. But he would not wait. Santa was too strong. He knew that now. He could never touch him. But if he couldn't destroy St. Nicholas, he could still destroy those he loved. And he didn't have to wait for Christmas to do it. was our story. I hope you liked it. A huge thank you to my brother Tim Norman. We've been kicking the idea for this story around for four Christmases. I was happy that we were finally able to nail this down. Tim is a phenomenal ideas guy. Hopefully, we'll hear from him again in the future. Before our bit of news, remember that this podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Thanks in large part to our lovely patrons over at Patreon, beginning in 2019, we will start paying our artists. That's right, everyone involved in an episode will receive remuneration. Narrators, producers, album artists, musicians, and of course, our authors, the heart and soul of our little show. The pay will start out at a humble $10 an episode, but I hope to be able to expand that as we gain support. Be sure to check out untoldpodcast.com backslash submissions in early 2019 for all the details. Please remember to join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us, support us on Patreon, and tell your friends. The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannon, Fred Heimbaugh, Clayton Webb, Parker J. Cole, Lauren Van Arendonk Ba, Spirit Play Productions, The Retro Rewind Podcast, Nathan and Casey Butler, and Amanda St. John. Until next year, I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you, doing some good is better than doing no good at all.
the werefolk in the Eastern European bloc had managed to hamstring Rudolf some years back. Oh, 